Welcome, friends, to the What Do You Know podcast series. We are in episode 12, and friends, I just have to say that I'm excited for this episode. I hope you all will sit back and relax and just hear what God has to say to you in this conversation. Hello, friends, and welcome to the What Do You Know podcast. The goal of this podcast is is to give all of you, as busy youth workers, some encouragement. Right now, the world's kind of turned upside down, and and so I think in the space that I find myself, and you may find yourself in the same space, that we're trying to get everything done as fast as we can in order to better connect with our students that are just getting tired of being on social media and Zoom and everything else. And we just need to hit the pause button ourselves. We need to remember why we got into youth ministry and remember the calling that God has given us. I know for me, I just got in this weird mindset, like I need to get everything done now. And I was just getting tired. So I think we all just need to take a deep breath and remember why we got into youth ministry. So today we are joined by another awesome youth pastor that loves his students and loves his church. Welcome, Pastor Kevin Little. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks, Caleb. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. I want to say I'm ready to open the church doors, but I know we need to be faithful about doing it. I know. It's crazy. Interesting times we're in right now. Definitely, my friend. So what do you do? Give us a quick rundown of like where you're located. Before we get into that, like give us an overview of your own life. Like what do you do for fun? That sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a married man. Uh, my wife, Ashley, and I, uh, we live in Hagerstown, Maryland now. Uh, we've been here almost four years, four years in September, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, it's the longest we've been anywhere. Prior to that, we were in, uh, in Colorado Springs uh, for a year. And then prior to that, we were uh, three, four years uh, over in Kansas City. And so, um, so been been in a couple different contexts, but uh, we're we're thankful and blessed to to be able to be out in Hagerstown, and we have two awesome boys, five and three, uh, Carter and Hudson, and uh, we we love uh, love our family. And so uh, I grew up in in Colorado originally, and uh, played played sports all the way through uh, high school, and I I played baseball in college at Mid America Nazarene University. So you did? I did. Yep. Dude, that's, I didn't know that. What yeah, in the that's, world? That's actually what brought me into the Nazarene Church. I, I had not even heard about the Nazarene Church prior to uh, baseball. So everyone asked, like, "Hey, how'd you, you know, how'd how'd you become a Nazarene?" I said, "Baseball." <laughs> Dude, awesome. I can get behind that. Yeah, it's, I can it's get good. behind that. I mean, the Nazarene Church is making disciples through baseball. That's right. That's right. Man, that just blows my head because I played baseball at ENC there for a little bit and then I got hurt and I'm like, huh, mine's just spinning right now. Sorry, guys. Went on a rabbit trail right there. I'm like, no way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't know you played baseball either. That's I did. Cool. I hurt my arm. So that kind of ended it for me. So I didn't play that much. But my friend, what position did you play? I have to ask. So I played middle infield and I pitched as well. So, I was so kind of- you had the fast feet that I yeah. did not. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't have the power in the swing. That was uh, what stopped me. But the pros are looking for the power. <laughs> this is true. I I just didn't have the foot speed. Let's be honest. I was a catcher, and I did not move that much. <laughs> that, that, that was my downfall. I'm like, I'm just going to flop to the ground and block the ball. So right. let's get back on track. My friend, you mentioned you're located in Hagerstown. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a demographic breakdown or kind of like – geographical location just to give a little meat for our listeners yeah Hagerstown's about a about an hour or so outside of dc and outside of baltimore and 
we actually have a lot of commuters and we have um we have a lot of um a lot of people especially in downtown hagerstown that have kind of kind of come um maybe from the baltimore area so sometimes the word on the street is we're kind of like the little baltimore um and so we we have a lot of things going on and you know uh gang violence and poverty and um you know all those kind of things and so uh so we have quite a few um you know families that are just broken families um tough tough situations and but then we also have you know another group that's just uh yeah their their whole family's in intact and um you know they're they've been blessed and i mean there's so we're kind of like all over the board but which makes it a, a challenge and a you know a blessing too um it's cool how we're all brought together but there's there's definitely a lot of history out here so especially more than uh, out west in colorado and kansas city so definitely it's been fun to explore out here so it's a small town with big city problems if yeah. i can simplify it yeah so i'm curious how have you guys as a church adapted i wouldn't say to overcoming those problems but to ministering to the brokenness how have you as a church started that process honestly it's uh, sharing the gospel um, and it's being intentional about going and having conversations with people. So uh, a lot of times we've been going and some of you might be familiar with Dare to Share, um, but they really uh, have a great program and uh, they help train students to share their faith and share the gospel message. And so we've been really utilizing that a lot um, and sharing, just giving hope and, uh, you know, speaking life into people. Um, so that's been good. But then also it's the practical stuff too, of not only sharing, but also um, helping to meet needs. And so we have we have several different ministries that we do, and I'm I'm also in charge. In addition to youth pastor, I'm also kind of in, in charge um, of like the outreach uh, to our community. And so we've partnered with several other churches in our community. Um, we call it for our city. So we've been collecting a whole bunch of like canned food items and baby supplies and all those kind of things. And uh, we've been delivering, uh, personally delivering them to houses. Um, in our community and, and just passing out food for free to those who are in need or who can't get out um, because they're either you know elderly or they um, they have some kind of illness and it could be really dangerous for them to get out so we try to we're trying to help meet the needs and in, in the brokenness and trying to trying to be the light as best as we can now did that start during the pandemic or was this way before the pandemic started yeah, so um, it, it's been highlighted in uh, in this COVID season uh, more practically, but uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've partnered together and um, trying to work work together and uh, come together over the gospel. And so we've we've done some different outreach events uh, together with different churches. And we just honestly, we just can do more together. <laughs> And we share supplies and volunteers and resources, you know, so often I think we can, and we can take this into youth ministry too. Like we can get so focused in youth ministry or we can get so focused in our church business that we can sometimes forget about the other issues going on in our, in our community that we're called to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so, you know, it's, uh, this has helped me too, to again, remember that we need to branch out and reach out to those, not just in our, <laughs> in our building, uh, which now obviously has been highlighted as well, but uh, to, to be out in our community and to, to really just go to people. That's awesome. That's, that's a really cool perspective, how the body of Christ, yeah, it's really cool to be like in our Nazarene world, but to remember that it's not just the Nazarene church, but it's the body of Christ, even though we may be separated a little bit by some differences, but we all have one goal. That's an awesome reminder, dude. I'm glad we went on that bunny trail. <laughs> I know, me too. It's good. That's a great thing. 
So my friend, what got you into youth ministry? Was it the whole playing baseball at Mid-America or was it something else? So, well, we, we got into our church, uh, you know, while we were in Mid-America. Me and my wife, we met and we were, as we were dating, we got into this uh, church, uh, Living Hope Church in Nazarene um, in Olathe, Kansas. And um, so we, we just faithfully attended there. And um, after we graduated, we went to Colorado, got married, and then we, uh, we ended up trying to start a life there. But actually, my wife is a, a NICU nurse, and so she couldn't find a job at all because they were looking for um, this, you know, experience everywhere. So um, we ended up moving back to Kansas City, and she got hired and had a job. So we went back to that church, and uh, they were looking for someone to lead a sports ministry at the time. And so I was like all kind of excited, like, oh, wow, that's that could be cool. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I, I hadn't had that call to ministry yet. And so I was, uh, I was just wanting to kind of give back at that point because I'd always been busy with baseball over the, my life. So I just wanted to help out. So, uh, you know, sports ministry was kind of the start of it. But then uh, we met again with my, my lead pastor there. And he, uh, he again brought up, um, he said, well, it's not only the sports ministry, but we're also uh, looking for a, a new youth pastor. The youth pastor that's in there has uh, got a call to be a missionary. So uh, they ended up leaving. And so I kind of stepped in there thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, but I, I just jumped in and I thought, you know, the sports ministry was going to be where I really loved. And it turned out that it was youth ministry. And so in, in that, as I was serving in that, uh, that role, um, we were on a, a youth retreat in the fall, and uh, we were talking about seeking to find God's calling in our lives. And uh, it was just one of those, like, I, I would say, like a top, you know, five ministry moment. We all have had those moments that we can think back on, right? That it's just like, man, that was such a sweet moment. And this was one of mine. And um, it was just, uh, we were we were sharing our different calls. And so youth workers and our teens were um, just sharing. And there was not a dry eye in this place. I mean, the Holy Spirit was moving like crazy. And I was like, oh yes, the Lord's moving in all these things. And then boom, it hit me. And he spoke to my heart and he said, this is what I want you to do for your life. And so that's where I got my, my call to youth ministry. So, and I, I absolutely love it. Nice. So the, your love of sports got your foot in the door, so to speak. Yeah. Just a little thing before that too. So uh, in high school, when I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life right, and what I'm going to go to college for, I knew it was baseball. Like, you know, I always say, where'd you go to college for baseball? Um, but, uh, my dad ended up saying, he's like, you know what, you should, you make a great youth pastor. And I told my dad, I said, dad, I will never be a youth pastor. And so he, he got really needed to use uh, sports to get my attention and uh, to bring me, <laughs> bring me to it. But I'm oh, I can relate. I can relate to the whole sports thing. I'm like, that's one of the reasons I chose ENC. Cause I had a guaranteed spot on their roster. I'm like, I could go to Trebekah, could go to mid America. ENC gave me a guaranteed spot. Sure. I don't have to try out. I know I'm going to get the Jersey. I'm there, get hurt. And then it's like, mm, you sure you went here for just that? Yeah. He starts revealing the bigger, bigger plan and purpose, right? Yeah. Good. He can use anything. <laughs> yes, he can. Even baseball. Even baseball. So my friend, if you could sit down and write a letter to yourself, maybe to your first sports director self or first youth pastor self, what would that letter say? Would it include some practical advice? Maybe some things to say, mm, shouldn't do that yeah. sort of thing. Or is it just kind of a think bigger picture? A little bit of it all. Um, you know, so I've been, I've been in this going on eight years now. So uh, it's been 
been a journey and I definitely would say a lot to my uh, self kind of stepping into that. Uh, but I would maybe first just say, don't try to be all things to all people. Um, that's exhausting. <laughs> it will, it will, uh, it will tear you down. And so um, I've always kind of heard this phrase um, recently, actually. Um, but it's, you can't please everyone, but you can please God. And so strive to please God and, and just, you know, be faithful um, to what he's calling you to and just step into that. And uh, again, pace yourself, you know, youth ministry is a, is a journey. And so, so pace yourself and take, take breaks, you know, learn yourself. Um, I've been learning myself even to this day, especially like with whole, the whole COVID thing and just realizing that you need to, you need to be filled up before you can, you can pour out. Uh, to others you can't can't lead uh, from an empty cup we've we've heard that we've said that a lot but it's it's so true to love well to listen well would be other other things um you know be intentional be available to to people who god places in your heart each day um, and don't see it as a inconvenience but as an opportunity uh, to shine a light and help help others so again just be faithful um and then another maybe practical thing is just develop not only a youth worker team um, but develop a team leadership team as well and bring some of the young people in and uh, and help disciple them alongside and help them, you know, help make some decisions and, you know, um, give you feedback. I feel like I'm a better better youth pastor when I incorporate the teens in, in feedback and ideas and those kind of things because a lot of times I, you know, my creativity falls short. So when I can reach out to others, I and your podcast too has been super helpful, Caleb. Thank you. Um, honestly, this whole thing was kind of birthed out of like, how can we as youth pastors come together and talk about some of the hard stuff? I don't say that we're scared to talk about, but the things that we can't talk about with the general population. And so that's encouraging, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate your, your ministry, man. So with that being said, it sounds like there's a whole lot of being present. Don't be all things to all people, but be faithful to God. It's what it all kind of boils down to. That's, that's what, I'm, what, what I'm learning and, you know, uh, reminding, being reminded. Uh, I'm actually been seeing just a Christian counselor, which has been huge. And so I, I just encourage, you know, every, I feel like everyone needs to have people that are pouring into, into you. Um, and, you know, that's one thing that, that my counselor's been, been saying. Um, you know, he's just been reminding me that, hey, um, God doesn't need you to do everything. You don't have to be all things to all people. Um, he, but he wants to use you. But he wants to use you in a fulfilling way, in a way that, um, that you can make a difference. And, you know, when you're burned out, when you're spread thin, which I know a lot of us probably, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one uh, experiencing this with the conversations and the people that I know. It's been a hard season and uh, and it can be discouraging and um, there's a lot that's put on our plates and but we just really need to lean into God and uh, lean into each other too as like you said what this whole whole purpose is is you know we're better together and we need each other uh, to support one another because this journey is hard but it's it is worth it. And, uh, you know, we need each other to lean on um, in different struggles and, and trials and things we're going through. I've been learning a lot in this season. We'll just say Yeah, that. man. I'll definitely say this has been more of a learning season, at least for me, too. Because every person that I've talked to is still trying to figure out what ministry looks like during a pandemic. I mean, let's just look at the simple fact that the last pandemic was over 100 years ago. And we're all finding ourselves in a really weird place where we're trying to figure out what youth ministry looks like and 
I think it's important for us to ask the question. How can we be faithful first to the calling God's given us? And then how can we like focus on our students in a way that's different? That's not pizza parties and lock-ins because I don't know, we can't do them. I think you're right on. We, you know, we have to continue to think of, of creative ways, you know, to really dive in and to, to meet the, the teams where they're at. And sometimes, you know, I, it's, it's frustrating when you go on to lead something on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatnot and, or YouTube and, you know, they're not there. And it's like, I know you guys are on there. But so it's trying to think creatively of that. But also, how can we care intentionally for each of these, these teams and what they're going through and, uh, and trying, to, trying to encourage them and spur them on in their faith? Mm. So my friend, on that same thought process, how do you stay motivated in ministry when students don't show up to a Zoom call or students aren't on Facebook or on Instagram? Like, how do you lead or how do you stay motivated when some of these students, like you just said, you know they're on there, you know they're present, but they're just not showing up? I think, I think we have to also focus on the good things. It's easy. I, I know my mind initially goes to, you know, the, the bad or who's not here. And, you know, that's, that's kind of our heart is like, we want everyone there. Right. And, you know, it would, we're thinking as we're writing curricula or as we're, you know, working on our sermon, we're thinking of people in mind and when they're not there, sometimes that can be really discouraging. So, you know, I think, uh, I think counting the blessings, um, knowing, you know, the positives, you know, even if you have one kid that showed up, who knows that kid that you're investing in right now, that kid could go on and, you know, be the next Billy Graham or Tim Tebow. That's, you know, uh, we have no idea, but you know, God is going to use that and it's, you know, it's all worth it. So, you know, one thing is not get caught up in the, in the numbers, but yeah, I'm really focused on, okay, what was the positive about what, what we did and, you know, yeah, it's good to reevaluate and say, okay, well, we didn't reach, this didn't work. So what is, you know, what's something else? We can go back to the drawing board. But again, it, it all comes back to the source, right? We got to, you know, this is kind of the, the churchy answer, but it's true. We got we to gotta go back to God in prayer and, and go back to our call and remember, remember that we're called to do this. And just, again, ask him, show us, give us your eyes and to see people that we need to and see opportunities that we can take advantage of in this time and, um, you know, rethink, you know, get creative with, with what we're doing. But, you know, finding things that, that are filling you up and, you know, just be faithful to, to what God is, God is calling you. We, we have to give him the results, but we can be faithful in, in doing what he's called us to do. Definitely. Man, you're leading this conversation in an awesome way. And so I think that flows really well into our next talking point, but how do you avoid burnout? Just thinking a little bit about pouring back into yourself. It's a reality thing. Friends, we all know this. The church is full of people that can get tired really, really fast. And I just think it's important for us just to be talking about burnout. Something that I think we as pastors and youth and youth workers need to realize that burnout is real. It is. We're not Superman yeah. or Superwoman. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I was honestly there maybe uh, last month and it was kind of building. And, you know, right when COVID uh, hit, like before that, like we had this family vacation that we were looking forward to and that got canceled and I was supposed to be ordained this year, you know, and that got postponed. And so, you know, there's a lot of like negative things in it. So, and then obviously wearing the different hats and maybe some of you can relate and you've taken on the technology pastor hat <laughs> within all this too. Uh, we're kind of a, a, you know, we have a church of like 200, but we don't really have like a tech team yet. So, um, so that was kind of 
dropped on my plate too. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different things that were, that, that are weighing heavy on us. And in addition to, you know, what we're, what in our own world, what's happening, let alone what's happening in our teens and, you know, our youth groups and our churches. Um, it's, it's hard, it's hard for everyone. And so, you know, to avoid burnout, I, I think we need to, we need to take breaks. Um, Jesus oftentimes when, you know, he'd be like overwhelmed or he'd be pouring out. He, he got away, right? He went up to the mountain. So what makes us think that we should just keep going and grinding? Like we got we to gotta take time to go get up on the mountain or, or if there's not a mountain by you, you know, uh, just get away to a quiet place or go do something. You know, Sabbath is, I think, super important in these days, um, if not all the time. But <laughs> for sure, um, you know, we're, it's something that we're commanded to do. So, um, you know, we need to take breaks and re refuel ourselves and again coming back to the reason why we're called to it and um, there's one other thing too one other advice that I that I've been given um, is find out um, so I'm right-handed um, this uh, illustration is like right it's called right hand left hand for lack of <laughs> lack of another term but um, so I'm right-handed someone asked me he said ask me go ahead and write your name down with your right hand so I you know I write my name and I go quick because I'm right-handed right he said, all right, now write your name with your left hand. So I'm like, okay. So I, I worked on it. I got it. it. It actually looked pretty good, but it took a lot longer to, to do, right? And so he then talks, he, he's a mentor of mine. And so he ended up telling me, he said, you need to find out what your right hand is. What are your passions? What are your gifts? What are the things that uh, rejuvenate um, you? What are those things that you enjoy, that you have a passion that God's designed you? He's wired you for this. What are those things and maybe figure out what are the things that you're doing with your left hand that, you know, you're, you can do, or you're picking up, you're adding to your plate, you can do, but it's taken so much time. It's taken more focus, more energy than, than your right-handed stuff. And, you know, sometimes we need to, we need to reevaluate and let go some of the left-hand things because the reality is God's made us uh, each differently. And so my left hand is going to be someone else's right hand. And so as pastors, we also need to be thinking about how we can help others find their, out their right hand. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, the people are sitting there who can do it. We just have to be looking for them um, and talking with it. But, you know, that's one thing for me is I was doing everything. Like I was trying to be, you know, everything to all people. And I was trying to wear all these things, trying to hold everything together. I felt like I had so much weight on my shoulders and it led me to, you know, burnout. And so I had to had to reach out Christian counselors and other good thing to, to do or having mentors or, or brothers and sisters in Christ, other youth pastors that you can get together with and just talk and be encouraged. And um, that, that really, really helps. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like we all need to be mindful of, of that. Yeah. Burnout's real. So with that being said, what books are you reading? Uh, how are you continuing your education? And this is something that I'm thankful for, at least within our church, that we are required, I don't want to say to continue our learning, but to have these lifelong learning hours. And so what books are you currently reading that you would say every other youth pastor should read this? Or I don't care who you are, you need to read this book because this has been such a formational thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to request four books um, and they're kind of different levels, different stages. So hopefully one of them will be, at least one of them will be good for, for everyone who's listening. But the, the one I'm reading right now is called Boundaries, uh, When to Say Yes, How to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. And so this is something where I, I kind of struggle with, 
with boundaries and I, I say yes to everything a lot. I struggle with that. And um, again, that's where I get caught up in the left-handed stuff. So, um, so if you kind of struggle with that, um, that's, that's a great book um, by uh, Dr. Henry Cloud and, um, and John Housen. That's a, that's a good one. Um, one, if you are like a new, new to youth ministry, um, this one gets thrown around a lot, but it's uh, Your First Two Years in Youth Ministry by Doug Fields. Um, so it, it's something that I even come back to um, a lot. And obviously it's written before COVID stuff. So, you know, there's some things that you might have to do, but there's, it's, it's a personal and practical guide to, to starting out right um, and, and kind of what to focus on and some helpful things to, to do. So it's, it's a resource I go back to. Um, also, another good one uh, is Purpose Driven Youth Ministry, also by Doug Fields. That's a good one. Um, Nine Essential Foundations for Healthy Growth. So there's some, there's some good ideas, good practical stuff in there with that. Um, the other one that I'll suggest that I read that was kind of really got me thinking a lot is, uh, I like Francis Chan. Um, so letters to the church, uh, that's, I think his newest one, I believe. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting and good read. Like, um, I, I kind of struggle sometimes with reading. So, but that one was one that I could, I could just kind of jump into. So that's good. Yeah, man. All these books will be down in the show notes. So you don't need to rewind listen. So just take a look down there. You'll find the list. So my friend, what is giving you life right now? What is exciting you? Uh, life is tough right now, but like you said, we need to find what God has wired us for. And this doesn't have to be church related. This can be normal life because newsflash pastors can have normal lives too. Yes. And we can, we can have that. Yeah. I have, uh, I have kind of several things um, that all fit into that. And some are, uh, some are related to ministry and others are not. Um, the ones that are not are like, you know, just spending time with my family, people that, uh, that I love that I know are always there with me uh, no matter what. So that I, I love spending time with them, hikes, um, you know, sports, those kind of things. Like I, I just love, love doing um, but then uh, with ministry stuff, mentoring, I love to mentor, uh, whether it's teens or those who have a call to ministry, I love to, I love to help pour out to them and, and encourage them. Um, uh, also just outreach, just, you know, the, the practical things, the, you know, the for our city stuff and the, you know, meeting tangible needs. I, I, I could do that all the time and just be filled to the, to the brim, you know, overflowing. Um, and then just conversations with teens. I think a lot of us would probably, probably say this, but you know, just the, just the process, it's not always easy, but I love when, when a teen is uh, engaging in a conversation about life or, you know, or you know, Jesus or reading through scripture. It's just super encouraging. So that's, that's really what kind of fills me up, gives me life. It excites me. I, I get, get passionate about it. I could, I could meet and talk about that stuff all the time. Nice. So my friend, thinking about mentoring a little bit, what sort of advice would you give to youth workers today? Like what sort of like tangible tools would you say, hey, maybe think about doing this or read this? Well, we kind of already talked about read this, but what sort of tangible things would you suggest to youth workers today or to a younger youth pastor? Yeah, for, for anyone in ministry, um, just learn to be a good listener. Um, I know a lot of times we like to jump to, you know, we like to just answer and, and give them all this advice. But, you know, I found that there's a lot of value in just in listening uh, first to whatever, you know, a teen is going through and just, you know, journeying with them and asking good questions. 
um, is always, always a good thing. And then, you know, and then after that, you know, obviously give the advice, but um, just be, be good listeners. And, you know, um, it's, I mean, there's a lot of crazy things, um, you know, that our teens are dealing with. And so, um, you know, it's, it's easy to jump to conclusions or, you know, but we need to, we need to love first and we need to listen um, to what they're going through. So I guess I would just encourage you with that um, as you're, as you're mentoring, as you're discipling, um, challenge them. Um, give them good challenges. Uh, don't think you have to be surface level. I've I've had so many good, amazing conversations with um, with teenagers and challenge them to go deeper. And they, you know, they they will. And not everyone. They're all at different stages, and we got to be patient with that. But uh, find the ones that are hungry for it and just dive in and disciple them. You know, and again, just you know, be faithful to what what God's calling you to do. Um, again, don't, don't do it by yourself. We're better together. Create a team. If you don't have one already, you know, pray about, be looking for who's in your, in your church, who's around you, who's God placed in your path. That might be a good, good fit to, to help do this too, because, um, you know, I can only do so much. I can't effectively disciple, you know, I can do a lot of teaching up front to a, a big crowd, right. But, um, discipling and going deeper, it's going to take all of us. Right. And so I uh, reach out. Um, encourage and um, equip equip those that you're you're with to do the same. Yeah, man. There's some really, really, really important things. So my friend, as we kind of wrap up our time, how can we be praying for you and your ministry? Yeah, I think uh, just praying for creativity in these days. Um, and I think that could be for all of us, you know, just looking for opportunities and even if they're a lot different than what we've been doing, embrace that and, uh, and be open to, to that. So I guess, you know, just for me with that too, you know, just uh, pray that, that God would give me creative ideas and opportunities to, to lead in these days. And, and just uh, the, the balance, the time management, the balancing, you know, family time ministry. If you, those who have, have uh, families, uh, we can't neglect our spouses. We can't neglect our kids. You know, you know we're called to serve and love them. Um, they're part of your, your body as well. So you need to, you need to love them and, and point them. So I would, I would just say pray for balance and uh, what to say yes to, what to say no to. Well, let's go to the Father in prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about ministry and to talk about the things that I know me and Pastor Kevin are both passionate about. And that's ministering to students, living a Christ-like life, and displaying your love to these awesome students that we have. Uh, but right now, Lord, we just want to ask for your sustaining grace and your sustaining love in this crazy time. Uh, life is absolutely insane, and you know this, God. Uh, Lord. So that's why we're asking for creativity in ministry, asking for ways to be creative in how we do life. Lord, help us to think outside of the box and Lord, help us to remember that you can use anything to further your kingdom. Lord, help Pastor Kevin lead in a creative way. Help him dig deep into your word. Help him see things in a different light. Lord, I also pray for him in time management Lord, help him to remember that he is the leader of his household. Help him to remember that his family is just as important, or if not even more important than some of the other stuff that he needs to take care of his home. Lord, help him there. And Lord, help him to understand the boundaries. This whole idea of saying no, Lord, we all need to be reminded that we can say no. So Lord, I pray you'd be with him in that. Lord, just general balance. Lord, help us to have a balance. Lord, thank you again for your goodness and your grace. I can't say it enough. 
I feel like I'm a broken record, but Lord, thank you for giving it to us. Lord, thank you again. We pray this in your name. Amen. My friend, thank you for joining us on What Do You Know? This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Caleb. And I'm, I'm looking forward to everyone else that, that jumps on too. I'm, I'm learning, I learned from each and every one that's gone before. And I, I know that God's going to use everyone. Everyone's, we got, everyone has something that we can learn from. So, Absolutely. We all have a different perspective. And I know for a fact that I am learning way more than I thought I ever would from this thing. So friends, join us next week for another awesome time of fellowship just talking about ministry and just having some fun. And don't forget to take a deep breath. Remember why God got us into ministry. Let's not run through life at a 45 mile an hour pace in a 10 mile an hour zone. Seriously, let's remember to take a deep breath and say, why are we here? So friends, join us next week and share this podcast with somebody that may benefit from it. Friends, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.